Welcome back to the Balance with Sam podcast. I'm really happy to have you guys here and I'm excited for you to tune in to this week's episode as I interview Chicago-based coach Chad Driscoll. We talk about everything from exercise as a way to prevent disease rather than react to it and how your environment really does dictate your success and the success of your fitness journey. So stay tuned. Let me know what you guys think at www.balancewithsam.com slash podcasts. I love hearing from you. And let's tune in now. Hey, Chad. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Thanks for being on the Balance with Sam podcast have you here i appreciate you having me on this is awesome yeah um so you're in chicago right now right right yeah i live out in the uh southwest suburbs uh currently trying to make my move down to the city so fun yeah how's the weather there you know it's been beautiful as of late usually in august it's like treacherous heat and humidity uh but right now it's like 75 to like 79 no humidity so it's nice Oh, that's nice. It was so humid here in Boston, so I'll take some of that. You can send it my way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weren't you guys getting hit with storms and stuff like that, too? Yeah, we had some serious rain, but now we're back in summer, so awesome. thank God. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I figured to start, we I can have you just do a little intro. You can talk about yourself, um, kind of what you do, what you love to do, and then we can go from there. I have some questions that I want to um, address, and we can just kind of let it go from there. Okay, that's cool. Um, so yeah, tell, I guess, tell the audience kind of like, you can talk about your, um, training business, um, how you got into it and maybe, um, just a little bit about like your background as a trainer. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, currently right now, um, I'm doing everything online. I used to actually work for a studio down here in Chicago. Um, and you know, kind of I was watching a lot of uh, Gary V stuff uh, during that time and really realized that I could do this on my own. Um, yeah. So I've kind of broke off and, and completely gone online on my own as of late. Um, well, congrats. That's yeah, huge. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, as well, the, uh, the initial struggle with, I mean, making ends meet with, you know, and getting stuff going with your business and that kind of stuff. So that's currently where I am right now. But um, I guess in essence, my kind of tagline would be, you know, I, I like to help people um, realize that fitness doesn't have to be so scary. Um, and a lot of my clientele would be, you know, business professionals that don't have a lot of time. So I help busy people get fit. Um, that's awesome. Provide them with. <laughs> that's like what everyone wants to hear, you know? <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I'm busy, but I can still make it happen. Exactly. And that's, and that was a big thing for me. And I guess kind of going into, um, you know, my background, I, out of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be a college strength coach. I went and worked with the, with the University of Maryland football team and was a, an intern coach with them for about five months. And during that time, we really, I mean, we beat them up in terms of, workouts and implementing a whole new program and the style of training there was high intensity strength training um so i got to realize yeah. that you know we could really get people in shape very fast based on a style of training and some proper eating um and yeah. the principles behind that were you know it, to me it was black and white it was you train really hard and you ate correctly um and you formed habits around your life and that's what worked and so um you know once I realized I didn't necessarily want to be uh, in that industry, 
I kind of just said, okay, you know, I think I could apply this stuff to everyday people. And that's kind of where I'm going right now. Um, so, wow, that's so great. How is the, how has the change, um, gone from like, you know, a more professional athlete to, you know, your, like your average person. Um, how has that been? How, how did the, I guess now, how does your audience receive that? Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I think, um, I kind of have, I kind of have the ability to like have the switch on and off. Um, so, you know, when I was there, like I could be very intense with, with the athletes, but at the same time, I kind of could step back and have a bigger picture of, okay, this is what works. This is how someone could actually apply it to their life. Like, I think everyone has a relative intensity in, in how they, how hard they want to train. Um, like for example, like my girlfriend, she trains kind of on the same program that I do, but her intensity level in terms of, you know, getting pumped up for a set or something like that is completely different than mine. Um, and her overall intention with that is different. And so the, the whole kind of, I guess, dichotomy of getting people to realize that, Hey, this is something that professional athletes do, but it can also apply to your life in a sense. Um, I think people have responded well to it. It's really getting them, you know, in the gym for the first time and getting them on a program and consistently doing it. That's the biggest thing. And really take an effect on their life. Um, if they, if they're consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is huge. And I, I talk to so many, so many people and just a lot of my clients about that. Just like, just, just stick to something, you know, right. It's like it, you don't give it a chance to let it work if you don't stick with it. Right. So, and I do feel, um, I do feel like there's, I think this, this could be a good point for both of our audiences, but the, the idea behind people don't know what's coming next. They don't know what's over the next hill. So like the way I think about it is people will be on a fitness program for a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Well, they don't see progress in three weeks and they're saying, okay, I'm not seeing progress in three weeks. I'm going to stop doing this probably because it's not working and I need to do something else. When in reality, all of their progress could be coming in weeks four, five, and six and they just don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, that's a like if you can – if like us as trainers can get people to hone in and realize that like – that it doesn't happen fast and like keep preaching that it there, it, there is, uh, you know, there is grass that that's really green on the other side. You just have to wait for that to grow. Right. Right. I think it's, it's like having faith in the, in your coach, you know, like knowing that, okay, you're, you're leading them down a path. That's the correct one. Sure. And the sl- the slower maintainable uh, option is always, always going to win. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, I think I just did a post on embracing the turtle, not the cheetah. Yeah, yeah, and I love that one. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like we all want things fast. It's like it's 2018. Like I want to be able to snap my fingers and have a sandwich about you know, yeah, exactly. like, or like respond to the next Instagram comment or like whatever. But at the end of the day, we got to be patient. Exactly, <laughs> for sure. Um, I, something that you mentioned that I kind of wanted to touch upon is. Uh, like the relative intensity, yeah. right? So like going from more advanced athletes to like your normal person that like every, people that I train, people that you train, um, even us, like we're not, you know, cr- crazy athletes right, right now. Um, but how do you, have you experienced like watching or observing someone's relative intensity increase over time? And if so, 
how did that happen? Like, how did either you help them increase that intensity or like, do you have any tips on increasing kind of that, that general energy that you have? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So number one, I think it comes from the frequency of getting in the gym and and doing it. So it's just like anything when you're acquiring a skill, the more that you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be with it. Uh, And for, for lifting, you know, for me, when I first walked in, I had no clue what I was doing. You know, when I walked into prime example, when I walked into Maryland, I was like a hundred and, you know, 88 pounds, pretty skinny. Didn't hadn't really had any training experience per se. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I lifted on my own, that kind of stuff. But in terms of like being very comfortable in the gym where, you know, I could kind of let go and give a little bit more intention towards my workouts. Um, that was, sure. that was a huge part for me, just being in the gym every day with other people. Another thing, uh, that I would say is I do think even if it's a friend or a coach that can help you, um, get to that point. So I do, I think for beginners, it's very important that, Hey, maybe you don't have an online coach. Maybe an in-person coach is really good for you because you know, the, the aspect of acquiring a new skill on your own and trying to figure it out. Like if you were to go into something that you absolutely have no clue about, like if I were to go into trying to sell stocks and I would not have a coach about it and I would just go on like about it by myself, I would have no clue what I was doing. Even three months down the road, I wouldn't even know if I was doing it correctly. I would just be, you know, aimlessly moving around. So yeah. same with people in the right. gym. Like if you could have some type of direction and I really right. feel like that the, the directional part, it's not as difficult as people think. It's just having that direction from someone that's experienced that is going to help. Um, and then I do think that, you know, once another part of it would be building actual strength. So I, I'm big on being strong, never hurt anybody. So if you can get strong and you can get stronger, at least than you were before, you have that confidence where, okay, I can load a little bit more weight on the bar. I can be, um, I can have a lot of intention with what I'm doing, you know, underneath the bar with dumbbells or whatever you're doing. And your confidence within that entire workout is going to take off. Um, but I do think the, the time aspect and really knowing, Hey, I'm going to be in this for the long haul. I need to acquire a skill rather than just trying to, um, up my weights is going to benefit a ton of people. Yeah, no, I think that's great. How, how, um, relevant do you think confidence and intensity are? Like, are they, uh, as one increases, does the other also increase? Well, I think they, I think they can. I also think, you know, it's almost as if someone wants to increase that intensity. You know, I know people that, um, they enjoy to work out, but they're, they're, you know, they're strength training, but like, they're not necessarily very intense with what they're doing. Um, if that makes sense, you know, that, I mean, yeah. especially in like, the I think it comes world. down to demeanor too, probably. Right. Right. So, a little bit. you know, if, if you don't necessarily want to get in there and, you know, throw weights up by all means, go ahead and, you know, coast through a workout. And as long to me, as long as you're doing, you know, your, your compound lifts and you're still getting in a good, a decent workout by all means, you do not have to be getting really intense about it. Um, and then on the other side, we could, you could talk about, you know, intensity in terms of, you know, your rep range and stuff like that. Um, but over, I think for our conversation here, it's more, more or less mindset intensity of being um, yeah. forceful during a workout, that kind of thing. So I do think that with confidence, your intensity is going to go up um, for sure. And I think that if someone, I mean, you see it every day in the gym, you'll see like your average bro, 
going to the gym and try and be really intense, but maybe they don't have the confidence to like say they'll, they're loading like 99% of their one rep max on the bar and they're trying to be super, super forceful and intense, but their confidence isn't there. And then they like dive underneath a bar or something like that. So I do think that there's something to be said, like, Hey, your intensity is going up and you're, you're trying to be really, really um, <laughs> forceful and action and all that kind of stuff. But then where is like, is your confidence there? You know, I mean, it's a, it's a tough thing to pull, but I do think with confidence, you can be more intent, uh, intense and have more intent within your workouts. Yeah. It's funny. Like, as you were just saying the word intent and intense, like it's one letter apart right. or whatever, one or two. Um, but I think both of those two things kind of go hand in hand. And it is kind of cool to see, like, if you've seen a client go through a transformation, whether it be a strength or like a, a physical transformation, it is very cool. Um, if they, you know, I have my clients send me videos a lot of like sure. form, especially for like squats and deadlifts and stuff. Um, and you can see just their, their focus and their intention um at and at how it increases over a few months or a year and how it really it matters because they go into the gym with like this feeling like oh i've done this before i can do it again yeah, you know? absolutely and i do think that um it you know you're talking about with intent of like for example like a deadlift like pulling up a bar i think some people just need to be told that like hey lift it lift the damn bar you know like right. go after it and do it because they just don't know you know they think Hey, any fast movements, they've always been taught, Oh, don't hurt yourself lifting weights. Don't, you know, you're going to get injured if you do that. But if you're yeah. learning it the right way, like for example, like I always go back to my girlfriend cause we train all the time together. But <clears throat> when she first started training with me, it was very passive. It was push slow, pull slow. And I'm like, L pull the bar down. Like, let's go, you know? Um, and once you have that kind of, you know, that mind muscle connection with, you know, being very intentful with your, with your lifts, you can people realize that they can actually lift more weight than they think you know oh my gosh you know have you ever um something that i do and some of my clients need is i don't tell them how much weight is on the bar um and i'm like because i know that they can lift it because they've done it before or sure. they're very close to doing it. i'm like oh yeah just just lift it and i won't even tell them what they're lifting and then they'll lift it and they'll be like oh that wasn't that bad i'm like oh really because you just pr'd right exactly <laughs> For sure, yeah. I've just, so it's so mental. I've done you know? that. Yeah, it's so mental. It's such a mental game. And that's like for a lot of my online clients, to be honest, they, you know, people always ask, well, how much weight should I be lifting? And a lot of the time, I just, I scheduled the reps in there and I let them know, okay, I always, I have like a plus two policy, like with mine. So like, you should put a weight on the bar where you could do, you could have two more clean reps in there. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's good. Yep. but for the most part, I don't tell them what the weight should be unless like, we're really trying to get to like a competition, something like that, because for the most part, they're going to load more weight on the bar than I'd probably tell them. And I'm undermining them. Um, so then, yeah. you know, it's always a, Hey, you, we just need to progress from last week. So load more weight on the bar, do it that way. And it, it seems to work so far. So, <laughs> yeah, I think people are a lot stronger than they think. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, if you, if, if you're told you're going to do something then it's already in your mind, like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Like there's no even like reservations or hesitation. And I think when, when you have a coach and you have that um, second set of eyes and like that second brain, just telling you like, no, you know, no, Chad, you're going to lift that. Right. Like you're not even going to think twice about exactly. it. And so I think that having someone or something, some type of external accountability is like so huge mm -hmm. uh, to making to making more progress than you would ever on your own. For sure. How do your, um, 
So I was looking through your Instagram mm-hmm. page actually because I love your graphics and I'm I'll share your your handle with everyone at the end. Oh, but, nice. Um, and you talk you talk a lot about like mindset and positivity, and that's also two things that I um, work a lot with my clients on. I mean, I'm a pretty positive person, but I also have a lot of energy, and so. One thing that I, I kind of want to know is like, have you, um, have you or any of your clients maybe gone through a phase where you're, they're just super unmotivated, just really down on themselves, um, not feeling strong, like maybe feeling over, like th- they're just kind of like looking in the mirror and they're not happy with what they see. Um, and like, kind of, how do you coach them out of that? Like, how do you kind of get that mindset shift for them? Sure. Yeah. Um, I've had a few clients, you know, the uh, actually people that when I, when I was in person, um, when I was doing a lot of in-person training and I transferred them to online because I moved away from, from their location, um, they became super unmotivated. And, you know, for me, it was, it was a kind of a two part of me, um, figuring out how to coach them and do it correctly and hold them accountable. But the, the, the big part for me was getting people to realize that it's more than a one month thing that you don't have to be ridiculous, ridiculously perfect with, with your fitness all the time and your nutrition and stuff like that. And getting them to realize that, Hey, it's okay to mess up here and there, but then, you know, having that long-term vision of 10, 20, 30 years down the road where, okay, if I can think about it in that sense, that I'm doing what I'm doing today so that it's going to benefit me years down the road. I think that in, to me, that takes a little bit of burden off their shoulders because I think people kind of always, they always think about like the immediate, like I had a cupcake. Oh crap. I had a cupcake. This is going to ruin me forever. Um, rather than, you know, it's okay. I have that long envisionment and now I can be more stress-free with everything that I do. And I think that kind of stress-free compounds in terms of like positivity, like you were talking about. So like, just like anything, you know, sometimes when we struggle with like our business or all our, our you know, self-esteem, one thing could click and then it's like 20 things click and 30 things click. And so um, for me, the way that I would coach them would be gain momentum by something, you know, first, let me take the load off of you and make you realize that it's not all going to happen at once. And it's okay that, you know, you're messing up right now because we're long-term. Um, mm. And so for me, yeah. it was the, you know, the, you know, taking the load off of them, making almost like diffusing the responsibility to me and saying like, Hey, let me help you. And then let's just gain momentum based on little things. So like I always tell my clients like, Hey, progress is, you know, even if you walk into the gym, you walked into the gym two days yeah. in a row and then you walked into the gym three days in a row. I don't care if you sat on the elliptical. I don't care if you sat in the gym. I don't care if you just talked to somebody like you were in the gym. Um, and so like things like that, like small wins would gain more positivity and it gains momentum in my opinion. Yeah, no, I love that. I think um, I'm reading right now the power of habit. I'm not sure if you've read that. Book yes, before. it's um, so good. Yeah. So like the habit loop. Right. And I think it's so, so mind blowing. Yep. Like how, insanely simple it is Mm -hmm. but how insanely hard it is to execute like it's simple but it's not easy for sure right like for sure (laughs) Um, like you read it building habits is freaking hard yeah you read it and you're like oh that's so easy like i could totally do that on a daily basis and then you put the book down and like go actually try and implement it and it's like holy cow like 
these people that are actually doing this are incredible you know that they're doing it on a consistent basis right so for anyone li- listening that hasn't read the book there's what's called a habit loop and it's so it's i think it's the cue mm-hmm. the actual habit and the reward right is that, how it works? Yep. Is that the, th- the three things yeah so if you have those three things it's a constant cycle so say your cue is your running shoes you leave your running shoes out in the morning then okay you wake up in the morning you see those shoes you get into the gym that's the habit you work out your reward is that post endorphin high and feeling like you accomplished something mm-hmm. all before, you know, whatever it is, 8 a.m. And then your inclination is to want to do that again because it was kind of like a, a feel good, feel good moment for you. Right. So once that starts to build momentum, like you were talking about, that momentum becomes a habit. And then you don't even think twice because you don't need to spend that mental energy even thinking about going to the gym in the first place because it's already just part of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But getting to that, getting to that place, I think it it takes time. And so having the external accountability, whether it be a coach or a friend or a family member yeah. that you go with or you talk to, it's like that's huge, yeah. you know, because it's it's easier to let ourselves down. Yeah, it's hard. And I, you know, I do think there there's one there's one thing that stuck with me. I forget who it was. I don't know if it was. I don't know if you've ever listened to the Millionaire Mindset with like Matty Atchison. Uh, yes. So I think yeah. I heard it on his stuff, and he was saying that you know, just because you don't have immediate contact with people. So like, people always talk about like your, your top five, like your top five, like closest friends are like who you'll be influenced by most. And just because you don't have individual contact with them doesn't mean that they can't be like the people that you're listening to, you know, I guess 99% of the time. So for me, like I go on, you know, podcast, I listen to Gary Vee, I listen to Matty A, I listen to, you know, um, some other stuff in terms of fitness, but like the stuff that I'm hearing all the time is always like positivity. And that's, what's helped me, especially like in even the past, like two months really like kind of revamp the way that I think about my business and like my health and stuff like that. And that helps me be more positive in my life. So like for people listening out there, like if you don't have positive people in your life right now, like your, whether it's your spouse or your parents or friends that are like not active, they're not healthy and you want to be healthy go listen to stuff like this, go listen to more podcasts that are very positive and healthy and all that kind of stuff, because it's going to, it's going to make you think about and then take action on being healthy and fit in my opinion. Yeah. I think it's like your environment dictates you. Right? For sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's like if you're always grabbing drinks with friends, you're always going to be grabbing drinks with friends. Yep. You know, it's like, that's going to not maybe not necessarily bring you closer to where, where your goals are. Sure. Grabbing drinks with friends occasionally is totally cool. But like if you're doing that every night, you're going to have a lot harder time hitting your goals. If you weren't doing that, Absolutely. but if you have friends that you're going for a walk with every night, you know, or going to work out with, or even just like, you know, just like not doing something that's contrary to what your goal is right you're gonna have a lot easier time like existing you know and just like being happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) letting that positivity guide you exactly um so i guess one more question i have for you is um with that with that environment switch right like how do you recommend that so say right now like whoever's listening out there they're not in a good um they're not in a good environment. They don't really, they feel kind of trapped. Um, maybe, it be, maybe it be with their spouse or with their friends or whatever. And they don't, they don't want to just be like, okay, bye guys. See you never, sure. you know, like I have a new life. And um, how, 
how do you suggest someone like starts taking those first steps towards getting into a better environment and like surrounding themselves with positivity and doing the things that are going to, you know, progress them in their journey. Sure. Yeah. So it's a really good question. Um, And it's, it's one that, you know, I have a few different strategies for it. Number one, I'd say would be make sure that you're having, you have positivity in your ear always. Um, Even if it's, even if it's gotta be you saying it to yourself, um, some good self-talk goes a long way. And there's one strategy. And, you know, if, if you're listening, I'd say write this down because I think it's it's really good. And it's something that I learned from one of my mentors. Um, if you were kind of in a, a dark place in terms of like negative thoughts all the time, every single day, when you right before you go to bed, have a piece of paper out and write down as many positive things that you did well that day. So it could be, you know, at the start for me, when I first started doing this, it was, I tied my shoes correctly. I put my clothes on right. Um, I made breakfast. So those kind of things. But then it, you'll notice when you start writing that stuff down on a daily basis and mm-hmm. it starts to grow and it starts to grow and it starts to grow, the stuff is going to become much more detailed. So it's going to go from like, hey, I tied my shoes correctly. Like, hey, I was extremely energetic today. I went to the gym. I was very positive and my health and stuff is making progress. So like, the detail on that stuff is going to increase your positivity overall is going to increase. And what that's doing is it's, it's filtering. Like you could either have one or the other, you could have negative thoughts, you could have positive thoughts in your head. It's filtering positive thoughts at all times. So you're basically right. filtering out stuff. And like the more and more and more that you're talking in a positive way, um, it's going to in turn create action. So like for me, uh, this is another thing I guess, you know, people could write down for me, it's thoughts, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's a, it's like the loop of, I think it's like the loop of life, the loop of success, the way I learned it. So you have actions at the top, right? Your actions immediately, or I mean, I'm sorry, you have thoughts at the top. Your thoughts Mm -hmm. immediately revert and change into a feeling. And from those feelings, feelings will drive actions and your actions are going to drive results. So for me, thoughts are big. So if you have positive thoughts, you're going to have positive feelings, you're going to have positive actions, and you're going to have positive results. And then from those positive results, kind of like we talked about with the habit loop, you're going to want to go and have more positive thoughts. And it's just going to go yeah. around and around. It's like an addiction, it is an addiction. to that it positivity. It really is. And like, I agree. And I, I'm, I have empathy for everyone out there right now that it is hard. It's hard to break out of that negative loop. And I'm with you because I mean, I mean, you know, Sam, you and I, I guarantee you, there are times throughout the day where like you have negative thoughts or even throughout the month, you know, and stuff like that. Um, Oh yeah. Yesterday, (laughs) this morning, like we do, it's a mat. I think it's a, it's like whether we act upon them or we like cling on to them or just kind of like let them float away like clouds. Right. (laughs) That's how I think of them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess in a tactical approach for me, it'd be, Hey, make that list of um, positivity, things that you did really well. And then go try and make actions on top of those. I really think that if you can make some type of action, you know, for, for us in the fitness world, action would be, you know, getting into the gym and being healthy, right? And strength training and gaining muscle. So if that is something that, you know, you don't know anything about, then I think going back to having a coach or going back to having a friend that goes to the gym, surround yourself with people that are going to want to do it. And if they have negative people in their lives, you know, you could still have those people in your life, but hey, maybe make like, a habit of finding people that if you have one friend that really likes to go to the gym, 
travel 25, 30 minutes to go to the gym with them as opposed to going by yourself. And if that makes you miserable. Um, yeah, it's worth yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So find that person that, you know, is either number one going to support you in it. Number two, hell, maybe they want to join you. Or number three, it's someone that's already in it that is good. And, you know, typically if people are in the, in the fitness world and they like to work out, they are going to want to help. Like, yeah. if, you know, if they're already in shape and that kind of stuff and they've been doing it for a while, they're going to want to help you. And if they don't go find somebody else because there's other people out there that want to help. Oh yeah. Yeah. So totally, totally awesome advice. That's, that's awesome. Um, all right. Last thing mm-hmm. you talked about, um, like the power of prevent like exercise as like preventative, not like reactive. Yeah. So, um, taking care of your body right now right. while we're young, you know, um, and seeing like kind of what it can do for you. Mm-hmm. So like how, or what kind of inspired you? I'm just kind of curious, what kind of inspired you to be so fascinated with that? Just because you are like, we are both so young. You're, what are you? 26? 26. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm 27. So it's like, we're young relative to, like the rest of the world right um and so we don't know what's to come and like you know how we're going to be looking or feeling at the age of 50 60 whatever 75 mm-hmm. uh what kind of made you um and kind of fascinated with that with that statement i'm just really curious um oh man it's kind of a it's one of those things like once i get on the topic of it i get like really boiled up because um <laughs> and it, it, i mean it is because you know i you know, you go around every day and I see people that are either, you know, disabled or they're like in a, like in a walking chair and they're, or they're having severe health problems, um, constantly going to the doctor getting medicine, all that kind of stuff to be very reactive. And for me, it was like, yeah. okay, well, the, the idea of the fact that a healthy lifestyle and like a healthy lifestyle and eating well and exercising and that kind of stuff, like the concept of could this actually be a preventative source to things later down in life. And I truly believe it. You know, from a cellular and like biology level, if you're taking care of yourselves, you're going to be pretty darn healthy. Um, and like for me, that it just, it doesn't make sense. Like how reactive our world is with fitness. And it's like, they're all doing it to get in shape for something, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a party, whether it's a summer vacation, rather than, let's be really, really, really freaking healthy for our lives. And you're going to benefit down the road. And for me, I think it's, you know, I, I have a, one of the one post, I think it was like, I posted it yesterday. Uh, it was like how to start a fitness plan. And there was a true story in my caption. I met with a guy and like his biggest thing, like he nearly had tears in his eyes because he was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like hang out and play with my kids in 10 years. And for me, that was like, yeah. holy crap. Like, we need to, there has to be something that has to change on the preventative side. And I think that yeah. like just getting and getting people to realize that it can help that being fit and being healthy can help. And it's not a burden. Like I'd right. rather, I think people should take more priority in doing, having good fitness and good health habits than like cutting their lawn and doing things around their house and painting their house. Like seriously, if people took more responsibility and, going to the gym every day rather than like worrying about like whether their laundry was done or whether they had to cut their grass or whether they had to go yes. to, like, like it's just, there's so many other things in my opinion. And this, I can even go deeper on this. Like the people that their main excuse is time or money. Right. Yeah. So time is yeah. a big thing for people. Main excuse is time. Like 
you could delegate other crap out to people like hire, hire a 10 year old kid to go cut your lawn twice a week, hire a laundry service to come pick up your stuff. Like you have time to get into the gym and it's going to pay dividends down the road. Um, and just people are, I think they're just ignoring the fact, I don't know if it's like, they don't want to work hard. They don't want to, they just don't know what to do. I think it's more of, they don't know what to do. That did. Yeah. I mean, what do you I think? think it's also too, like, it's people have an easier time blaming it on right. something than just taking yeah. action. Cause it's just a lot easier to keep doing what you're doing and have that resistance, keep building up and building mm-hmm. up and building up and not making a change. Cause you're not, you know, even if you do, you, you work out for a week, like you're not going to see that much change. So then you're just going to go back to your old, your old right. habits. Uh, but like, we're so resistant to change mm-hmm. as humans that I think it takes a lot of not just willpower. Right. But like, a lot of support to make that change and a lot of effort. Like it's fucking hard work, you know, like it's not easy. And it it is like the earlier you get it ingrained in you, the better off you'll be in the less, less thought, like conscious thought and energy you have to put into just taking care of yourself. And you know, I don't, uh, another aspect of it is like, I, I didn't get to meet one of my grandpa, uh, one of my grandpas on, it's on my dad's side. Because he was really sick. He yeah. died at like 57 or something like that. And now my dad, my dad actually just oh, turned wow. 58 yesterday. So like for me, it was like, I, I, I don't want anyone around me to have that. And, you know, I guarantee you, he, I, mean, I know for a fact, he wasn't the healthiest person. He smoked and he drank and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the, yeah. the fact that like people in that generation are dying, they were dying so quickly. And now obviously life expectancy is going up, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want people to have that type of regret with their own family, with their grandkids and stuff. Like when they have emphysema and they can't go move with them and play in the yard and that kind of stuff. And that's just so mm-hmm. big for me that like you have the capability to be really healthy and move and do things. And it's just the choice of like, whether you want to do it. And I do think like down the road, I think everyone wants to, like, if you told, if you, if I looked up to every single person in this world and said, if I could immediately snap my fingers and give you a better, better health and a better body than you have right now, would you take it for free? They'd say yes. And so like, that tells me right there that people want to be healthy, but they just yeah. don't they either yeah. don't know, or they, like you said, I don't know if they don't want to put in the effort or they think it's hard. I mean, um, but I mean, yeah, like you said, it is hard. It's hard. And like, the, yeah. it's hard but the principles of it don't have to be so scary and it's hard for me to like get people's heads around that like yeah we can help you with your fitness we can help you with this but uh like it's going to be a long process and that's the hardest part the patience is easily the heart is the hardest part in realizing that and at the end of the, then it's plugging away daily like, i don't think the workout and stuff like on my end i don't think the workouts have to be as intense as people say i don't think you have to kill your body as much as people think um, it just needs to be more consistent. People need to be, need to be more patient. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that comes down to like, I don't know, with my clients anyways, like I'm, I'm always joking around and like just being stupid and I'm like, how can, how can you make this fun? Like, okay, I'm going to name my, my workouts for you, like stupid names. Like I named it like, I don't know, like. I, I couldn't even tell you the names of my workouts because they're just like not even appropriate, but it, it doesn't matter. It like just takes, it takes some of the pressure off of having it be so serious. Absolutely. Right. And just, if you can, if you can make it a little bit more fun and a little bit more approachable, 
uh, I think that it's it's easier to walk away and be like, okay, I can I can do that. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can do that workout. You know, like I can maybe have a serving of vegetables with each meal or like you know but it's like the baby steps the little things that that start to add up over time absolutely yeah but yeah oh man that's that's awesome man chad (laughs) a lot of gold (laughs) i (laughs) hope so i hope i didn't like go off on tangents like that's one thing i probably struggle with the most is like talking and going off on tangents of like stuff that comes to my mind and no, it's good because that's exactly like the stuff that matters, you know, like the actionable take home for everyone listening. Like we can give all this general advice about mindset, but unless you, you know, like even the the piece of paper writing down those things, like what you did well today, like that, those little mm-hmm. quote unquote little things are huge because that could make or break someone's day, you know, or make or break someone's consistent right. progress. So that's really helpful that. to hear. Um, of course. So I guess let's wrap up. Um, the last thing I want to ask you is if you had three words or three things of advice to give my listeners, it could be with fitness, diet, mindset, anything, um, three little snippets of advice, what would they be? Oh man. You want three words or do you want actually like three snippets of advice? Like, <laughs> like snippets of advice, um, yeah. Hmm. Number one that comes to my head is being strong never hurt anybody. Um, I think regardless mm-hmm. of what you do, you know, you don't fear that you're going to bulk up because it's just not true. You're not going to unless you're eating a lot of calories. Go get strong. Being strong all over is going to benefit you. If you have to, have to hire a coach, do it. Um, but go get strong. That's number one. Um, number, Love it. <laughs> number, two, um, number two would be stop caring what other people are thinking about you in the gym. Um, because at the end of the day, truthfully, truthfully, 95% of people that are in the gym have no clue what they're actually doing in my opinion. Um, and that might seem kind of harsh. It's a hot take, but I truly think that, and you know, it's just, yeah, stop caring because you know, you're doing your own thing. You have, you let them do them. Um, and that's going to take you. Yeah. They're looking at themselves in the exactly. mirror, right? Like it's not like they're, they're like, Oh man, like I have, uh, I got to work on this. You know, like, Oh, my shirt looks baggy. Like they're, they're so right. I get no more. Set. They I, don't like, even see nothing you. Nothing satisfies me more than like when people are looking at themselves in the gym and I'm like grinding through supersets. Like it's just the best thing of, of all time. To me. But, um, <laughs> and then, um, uh, Number three would be if you're into fitness, if you like being healthy, share it with someone that you love. Um, yeah, oh, I love that. It, it, it has to be share it with somebody that you love. Make sure that it's just not you in the process. And I think that it's going to make your process a lot easier. Um, but you do it because you want them. Like for me, I shared fitness with my parents because I want them to be a lot around as long as possible. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. And that's why, you know, even with like my family and stuff, like I don't, you know, they call me for something it's immediate. Like I'm taking them on and making sure that they're, they're set away with their workouts and their health and everything like that. So yeah, share it with someone you love um, and have fun doing it. I love that. It's like a little mm-hmm. gift. You could wrap it up in a exactly. box with the yeah, bow. Exactly. I wish I could. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, Shadows. Thank this you. Was really this great. Is awesome. Um, <laughs> so, for everyone listening, um, Chad is on Instagram. His handle is at Chad Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Can you spell that? 
I, I know how to spell it, but I'd rather use yeah, so I don't mess it up. Chad, Chad C-H-A-D, <laughs> and then Driscoll, kind of like the strawberries, D-R-I-S-C-O-L-L. <laughs> That's so funny that you use strawberries as your So I see that some people still are like, uh, what do you mean? Um, like, I don't even, what, what kind of strawberries are you talking about? Uh, so... <laughs> I guess it's just like a farm yep, in the yep. area. Yeah, and then I'm also I'm on Twitter for some reason. There's some guy on Twitter that has my same Instagram handle, so I'm on Twitter at it's Chad Driscoll underscore DS. So my business is uh, Driscoll Strength. Um, so yeah, Chad Driscoll underscore DS would be me on Twitter. It should have been the real. Yeah, Chad that, yeah, exactly. I should do that. <laughs> once I once I have enough. Well, the real. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I was gonna say with a real Chad Driscoll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Slim Stadium, and then I was gonna say once once I have enough leverage, <laughs> I'll just like say, okay, man, I'll pay you off for this handle and stuff. But that's not yeah. in the budget right now. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> that is so great. So yeah, you guys go check out um, Chad's Instagram and Twitter. His Instagram is full of awesome content he has so much up there Uh, a lot of graphics and like really good like actionable uh posts that i know i've bookmarked a ton of them and i think i've shared a bunch of them too so um if you're not following him definitely go do that um alrighty well chad it has been real i'm so happy to have had you on the show thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do it yeah of course and i'll do i'll interview you another time maybe in a few weeks Yes, for sure. I love that. Awesome. It'd be so fun. Alrighty. Well, have an awesome rest of your day. Enjoy sunny Chicago. You and too, Sam. talk to you soon. Talk to you. All right. Bye. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. I'm really excited you guys tuned in and I can't wait to hear what you think. Thank you again to Chad for being on the show and taking time out of his day to join us and to share some of his tips and some of his tricks to furthering you along your fitness journey and just building that confidence getting back on track and feeling good so stay tuned for another episode next week and have a great day